Georgia about Mission Street. This is Mealpot.com, The Week in Georgia. In English, coming to you from San Francisco's famous for inventing the modern burrito, Mission District. Today is Thursday, the 15th of February. Sorry we missed last week. We apologize. On this date in 706, Byzantine Emperor Justinian II has Leonitos, who usurped his throne, and Tiberius III, who overthrew Leonitos, publicly executed in the Hippodrome, as one does. 1923, Greece becomes the last European country to switch to the Gregorian calendar. 1989, the Soviet Union announces that all of its troops have left Afghanistan. Russia celebrates this day as the aptly named International Duties Memorial Day to honor those who served in the war, while Afghans celebrate Liberation Day. 2003, somewhere between 8 and 30 million people from at least 600 cities around the world protested the Iraq War. It is the largest peace demonstration ever. 2013, the Chelyabinsk meteor explodes over Russia, injuring 1,500 people. Birthdays are Italian scientist and mathematician Galileo Galilei in 1564 and American suffragette uh, Susan B. Anthony in 18. 18- 20. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to feelpod.com or send us an email at feelpod at gmail.com. Misha Sakashvili was detained at a Kiev restaurant on the 12th and deported to Poland. The Ukrainian border service said that he was returned to Poland because that was the country he illegally entered Ukraine from. Poland approves his return to the country because Misha's wife is an EU citizen. Misha said that he was forcibly kidnapped and expelled from Ukraine via private plane called Bizin, called Bizina Ivanishvili and Petroporoshenko oligarchs and liars, that they will be defeated through peaceful means and said that he will play a decisive role in getting rid of them. Before his deportation, the Kiev court rejected Misha's appeals for extradition protection. Misha said that he is the victim of an international plot to squeeze him out of Ukraine. He noted that Georgian authorities did not actively pursue his extradition when he was in Europe and the United States and believes that the current request came from the Ukrainian President Poroshenko's request, which is probably true. It started right after Poroshenko visited Georgia. He also claims that people with ties to him have recently been kidnapped, tortured, and deported by Ukrainian security forces. Ukrainian human rights ombudsman agrees that three Georgian Citizens with ties to Saakashvili have been illegally deported without court orders. The day before the court decision, Misha led led an uneventful 5,000-person march calling for Poroshenko's resignation. He also announced that he would publish a list of candidates for governmental positions at his next rally, previously scheduled for the 18th of February in Kiev and other regional centers. Also, Misha's defense lawyer in Georgia has filed an appeal against his January 5th conviction, and three-year prison sentence. Ultra-nationalist group Gregorian, uh, sorry, <laughs> Georgian March is planning an, on organizing of uh, is planning on organizing vigilante uh, patrols around areas in Tbilisi known to have lots of Muslims or immigrant-owned businesses. The group says they plan to only monitor and record crimes to help the Georgian police, though their past behavior has been violent and confrontational. The Bay Area is finally getting its Georgian restaurant. It is called Bevery and is in Palo Alto, walking distance from the Stanford campus. It's reservations only so far, but will open publicly soon. Also, there is a current group of Georgian entrepreneurs 
in Silicon Valley at a startup event. The Georgianization of the Bay proceeds apace. The Georgian government is planning to measure planning measures to reduce the number of Georgian asylum seekers in the Schengen Zone countries in order to maintain the visa-free travel Georgians are currently permitted. They plan to increase cooperation with partner countries to implement an information campaign in Georgia, charge fees for people readmitted into Georgia, and make it harder to change last names. By the 5th of February, 170,000 Georgians have traveled visa-free to the Schengen Zone, which receives... Uh, which received 1,465 applications for asylum in 2017, nearly three times as many as in 2016. A recent caucus's research, re, caucus's research resource center found that 35, sorry, 45 percent of respondents supported joining the European Union, 41 support joining NATO, 19 percent support joining the Eurasian Economic Union. Support for joining the EU and NATO has gone up three percentage points each from 2015, while support for joining the Eurasian Economic Union has declined by three percentage points. People believing, believe NATO joining NATO will protect Georgia from external threats and give Georgia a better chance to restore its territorial integrity, while they believe joining the EU will improve Georgia's economic prospects and strengthen Georgia's relationship with the West. Georgians perceive the United States as their country's main friend, followed by Azerbaijan and Ukraine, while they see Russia as their biggest threat. Despite these polls, the Coalition for Euro-Atlantic Georgia, a group of NGOs including the hardest-working NGO of the South Caucasus, Transparency International Georgia, released a statement expressing alarm over a decrease in support for Euro-Atlantic integration after the National Democratic Institute survey showed a slight decline. The coalition also called for the government to improve strategic communication activities in order to stem changing public opinion. The EU-Georgia Association Council uh, met for the fourth time last week in Brussels. Prime Minister Georgi Fidikashvili led the Georgian delegation and met with High Representative of European Union Foreign Affairs and Security Policy Frederica Mogherini and EU Trade Commissioner Cecilia Malstrom. Parliamentary Chairman Irakli Kobachidze visited the United States last week on his first official visit. He met with Speaker of the House of Representatives Paul Ryan, who was invited to the National Prayer Breakfast. He also met with the co-chairs of the House Georgia Caucus, Congressman Ted Poe and Jerry Conley, as well as a number of other overwhelmingly Republican senators and congressmen which has been a traditional mistake that Georgian embassies have made in the United States forever. In his comments, Poe described Georgia as being in a rough neighborhood with the Russian bear led by the Napoleon of Siberia, referring to Putin. President Mark Vlashvili visited Greece this week where he met with Greek president, uh, who's got a lengthy name, uh, but whose initials are PP, and Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras, among other officials, in his remark, Margulashvili said that Georgia's 4th century conversion to Christianity was the moment that Georgia chose to become European, and that Athens was thus the best place for Georgia to prove its Europeanness. Defense Minister Lemani Soria visited Bucharest this week, met with Romanian Defense Minister, Foreign Minister, and other officials, signed an agreement between the Defense Ministries. Foreign Minister Mikhail Janelidze visited Kuwait for the Ministerial Plenary, for the Global Coalition Working to Defeat ISIS. He also met with Kuwait Prime Minister Jabr al-Mubarak al-Hamad al-Sabah. Estonian Defense Minister Yuri Lik visited uh, Tbilisi last week, where he met with Georgian Defense Minister Levani Soria and signed a bilateral agreement 
uh, cooperation plan, they announced that Georgian troops would participate in the 2018 military exercises in Estonia and vice versa. Leek also met with Prime Minister Kvitikashvili, visited the Cybersecurity Bureau of the Defense Ministry, and visited South the South Ossetian occupation line. Prime Minister Special Representative for Russia, Zurab Ashidze, met with defense with Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Grigory Karasin in Prague on the last day of January to discuss differing interpretations of the 2011 trade monitoring agreement between the two countries. The agreement has been controversial recently after a series of Russian statements regarding custom borders between Georgia and South Ossetia and Abkhazia. The Georgian government opposes the use of the word borders and prefers to discuss only trade corridors and custom terminals and says the phrase custom borders was not in the agreement. The Russians say that the customs agreement was de facto recognition of Abkhazia and South Ossetian borders by the Georgian government and that the agreement can't be implemented without negotiating with the government of South Ossetia as a third-party government that is not bound by the agreement. This, of course, is very different than what they said uh, before while doing these negotiations in order to be allowed into the WTO. 1,644 residents of Abkhazia and South Ossetia were treated to Georgian hospitals in 2017 through the state program for referral services, according to the Ministry of Labor, Health, and Social Affairs. The program allows people from those regions without Georgian passports or ID cards to access medical care and emergency transport. The program cost the government of Georgia 4.28 million lati last year. Abkhazian Prime Minister Beslan Bartsis visited Moscow last week to discuss winter energy supplies for Abkhazia. The Abkhazian government was created, has created a new post, the Deputy Head of Administration for Ideological Work, that will work in Gali District schools. Abkhazian President Raul Khadjimba is apparently considering controlling or banning social networks after many members of parliament and ordinary people apparently asking him to do so, which is hilarious. Hey, not me. These people have been begging me to shut down Facebook. Okay, Raul. Abkhazian authorities are angry after a Georgian singer, Georgi Todua, performed in Gali and then gave an interview where he said he believes that Abkhazia is a part of Georgia. The authorities say that he is now a person non grata, persona non grata in Abkhazia, that he violated the Constitutional Criminal Code of Abkhazia, and that he will be taking up the issue with Russian authorities since Todua is a dual Georgian-Russian citizen. They also apparently forced his uncle, a Gali resident, to make a filmed apology for his behavior. That's nice. The South Ossetian Ministry of Economy has set up an online investment portal, www. Um, invest, investorso I-N-V-E-S-T-R-S-O dot S-U in hopes of attracting outside funding. The site includes information about land, buildings, and business in the area, as well as information about South Ossetia generally. According to Economy Minister Gennady Kokoyev, about 10 foreign businessmen have invested in South Ossetia, and the new site will stimulate new enthusiasm. They have no rule of law section on the website, I'm pretty sure, but that's what it said according to Google Translate, because the only language it is in is Russian. Parliament has approved the creation of the Service of State Inspector, an independent agency that will be responsible for investigating crimes committed by law enforcement officers and public officials. The agency will also oversee personal data protection efforts and will be authorized to conduct undercover investigations in law enforcement agencies. The agency will work in 2019, replacing the Office of Personal Data Protection Inspector, 
The Coalition for Independent and Transparent Judiciary, a group of NGOs that includes the Transparency, includes Transparency International, stated that they do not see how the agency will change anything without the ability to prosecute on their own, and they want the agency to have a wider purview. Don't understand why personal data protection role and investigative role would be put into the same agency. A new border police chief, Temur Kekelidze, has been chosen nine months after Dato Nikolaishvili was dismissed in the wake of the kidnapping by Afghan Bukhari, a kidnapping organized by the government of Georgia, so sorry about that, Dato. Interior Minister Georgi Gakharia has appointed Londa Toloraya as the head of the new human rights department established in early January. Toloraya has worked in various positions in the prosecutor's office for the last nine years. The deputy head of the department will be Maka Peradze, who has worked in the interior ministry for the last 12 years. The interior ministry initiated a bill in parliament that would increase criminal penalties for membership in criminal underworld groups to seven to 10 years in prison and for assisting criminal bosses in nine to, um, to nine to 15 years in prison. The bill also has provisions for removing criminal liability for suspects who assist with investigations. President Mark Lafili has started to simplify the procedures for pardoning people convicted of nonviolent crimes. The move is specifically intended to erase procedures for people convicted of drug use, though other nonviolent offenders will also be affected. They will no longer have to serve time before they can apply for a pardon. They will be able to apply as soon as their court proceedings are finished. Otsneba members apparently approve of the move, but also criticize Mark Velashvili for political opportunism, calling it the start of his next presidential campaign. Parliament, yeah, they, if they're interested in their next electoral campaign, they ought to stop planting drugs on kids. Parliament approved a bill on the creation of military reserve on the first reading. Citizens up to 50 years old with military experience will be permitted to join the active reserves. We'll go through an annual 45-day training. So that's a lot of training. The second part, the mobilization reserve, will consist of two parts. Territorial reserve that will utilize the regional expertise of locals up to 55 years old and a civilian specialist reserve that will consist of mostly engineering and security specialists up to 65 years old. Women will be permitted to join, and, and the start of the program is now mostly depending on funding. Defense Minister Levani Zodia presented Georgia's defense priorities to, parliamentary, uh, to the Parliamentary Defense and Security Committee this week, saying that Georgia's armed forces were primarily to act as a deterrent to investigation, sorry, a deterrent to invasion, Freudian slip there, and discuss the Georgian Defense Readiness Program that will begin in May. Weapons purchases have gone from 4% of the defense budgets in 2015 to 20% in 2018. The ministry is working on a purchasing plan for 2018 to 23. Opposition parties include the Non-Parliamentary Opposition Coalition Council of Leaders announced that they will begin talks to field a joint candidate for the 2018 presidential elections. This comes after Misha made statements about the 2018 race, saying that the country needs a wider opposition front and that a single-party opposition candidate would probably not succeed. The United National Movement's Zaza Bibelashvili said that the opposition said that opposition unity under the principle of all against Ivanishvili would benefit Georgian society. UNM has not approached the Council of Leaders yet, but they would welcome UNM's involvement. President Mark Velashvili said, it is understandable that I could be a very interesting partner for the opposition, but whether the opposition parties, with all their differences, their positions, and their prior political activities, are politically interesting for me, we can discuss in detail a little bit later. 
Parliamentary hearings for a new labor law have been postponed uh, to criticism and protest by unions and labor groups. The original, uh, the original bill allowed authorities to issue warnings, fines, and shut down companies for violating safety regulations, but workers' groups, workers' rights groups say that it has been significantly watered down. No surprise there. On the 14th, Parliament started discussions on amendments to the Georgian public broadcasting law after their last amendments were voted by President Mark, were vetoed by President Markovashvili in January. Opposition MPs chose not to endorse the president's veto because it didn't list all of the problems that they saw in the bill, but clarified that they were still more opposed to the amendments. By Friday, a meeting will be held to rehear arguments. Then Parliament will vote to overturn the veto or not. If the veto is overturned, Parliament will then vote on the original bill again. More than 70 NGOs and activists, uh, Transparency International Georgia um, included, have started a public campaign to reform the Georgian public broadcaster, which they say is going through a deep institutional crisis. They have asked for a meeting with Prime Minister Kvitigashvili, proposed a six-point reform plan that includes public hearings to determine whether the public broadcaster is fulfilling its legal obligations, the resignation of Director Vasiko Mahlaperidze, an unscheduled audit by a state audit office, and a parliamentary organized civil society group, working group, to advise the Board of Trustees' selection. Former Tbilisi mayor and European Georgia Secretary General Gigi Gulaba will run for an Imedeti parliamentary seat in April by-elections. After being selected to run at a party congress, Ugulaba said, the government is losing the war against poverty, against unemployment, against crime. We are losing faith in ourselves and in the future of our country, and this is exactly why I accepted this challenge. The seat was vacated by Grigol Liluashvili, who became the deputy head of the state security service. A petition has been going around against the Roads Department and the Ministry of Regional Development and Infrastructure planned Snow Juta Roshka Shatili Omalo Khadori Valley Bastara Ahmeta Road construction project. Great name they got there. The tender of the project was announced August 2016, but the project has progressed. As it progressed, opposition has grown. Opponents of the project say that it will damage the environment, which it certainly will, ignores both Georgian law and international obligations, and will negatively impact tourism in the area. They also claim maintenance costs will be extremely high and that the project will cause tension between the government and local communities. On the 13th, the Tbilisi Court of Appeals upheld a murder verdict of Archpriest Yorgi Mamaladze for plotting to kill the Patriarch's assistant, Shorena Tetrasvili. Mamaladze's lawyers plan to take the case to the Supreme Court and the European Court of Human Rights. Former human, uh, a former high-ranking member of the Mimchedrioni, Dodo Gugeshashvili, and her son were shot in a Nihomi apartment last Wednesday morning. Gugeshashvili was hospitalized with a serious gunshot wound in the chest, and her son was killed. Uh, she was, uh, he was a colonel in the Georgian military and fought in Ukraine as a volunteer in 2014. The real reason for the shooting and the identity of the shooter are not yet known. Georgian police have detained two men on suspicion of beating up three transgender women in a clinic yard in Tbilisi, according to a spokesperson for the Interior Ministry. Of Azerbaijani descent, 
claims that his sentence was orchestrated by the same people who abducted Afghan Mukhtarli and identified identifies as a personal hostage of Azerbaijani dictator Ilham Aliyev. Last May, he was named in an article in a pro-Azerbaijani government newspaper alongside prominent anti-government activists, several of whom have subsequently been arrested. The case was brought against him by Tbilisi NGO Human Rights Center after a patient died after receiving a $40,000 liver transplant. Tbilisi homeowners are accusing a developer of refusing to compensate them for damage to their homes, resulting from nearby construction. The building on Vake's Ateni Street was originally going to be 11 stories tall, but a change in city hall policy has resulted in a 27-floor building. The increased size has damaged nearby houses, causing cracks in the walls and other problems. Center for Human Rights Training and Monitoring has appealed to the European Court of Human Rights after a Muslim group in Kobaleti was not permitted to build a boarding house in 2014-15. At the time, there were protests encouraged by the Georgian Orthodox Church against and perceived buildings of madrasa of a madrasa in the city. The center believes that the investigation into the potential religious discrimination was inadequate and hopes that the ECHR will look into the case for violations to the right of religion, to the right to receive education, and the right to equality. Salespeople in Zudidi have been protesting since the mayor's office banned trade near Zudidi Marketplace on the 31st of January. The protesters say that the small amount of money they make does not allow them to rent a space inside the official market and have demanded a meeting with Mayor Lasha Gogia. He refused the meeting and two people were injured when protesters tried to break through the police cordon around the administration building. One woman has been arrested. Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty Vice President, Editor-in-Chief Nenad Pejic said that this week that they are no longer considering partnering with Rustaviori after criticism followed the firing of Radio Tavisupleba head uh, David Kakabadze. Instead, they will continue working with Ajada TV to air programs that were recently dropped from the Georgian public broadcaster. The latest worldwide threat assessment of the U.S. intelligence community says that Georgia faces threats from Russia and internal issues caused by Utsneba actions. Georgia ranked fifth in the 2017 open budget ranking after New Zealand, South Africa, Sweden, and Norway. The survey said the extensive information is available about Georgia's budget, but that the government could still provide uh, transparency by giving detailed data on the financial position of the government, providing more information on extra budgetary funds in the executive budget, proposal and providing more information on the comparisons between original macroeconomic forecast and actual outcome in the year-end report. However, the survey also ranked Georgia poorly on opportunities for public to participate in the process. Foreign trade was up 20% in January 2018 compared to January 2017. Posters advertising InfoWars InfraWars Georgia and welcoming Alex Jones and Donald Trump seem to have recently gone up around Tbilisi. We are very, very interested in that. If anybody can send us a picture of them or post them on the forum, we would love that. Meme This Week is in a Medi TV segment about a Bebia and Svanetti who cooks traditional foods with marijuana in them. Uh, Svanetti. Former Tbilpod writer Joe Larson wrote about how Georgia could resist authoritarian pressures for uh, the Georgian Institute of Politics. He argues that democratic progress has stalled since Osneba's got a, par a supermajority in parliament in 2016, and both Azerbaijan and Turkey have pressured Georgia to violate human rights, which is certainly true. These factors hinder Georgia's EU integration and may prevent the country from obtaining full membership 
Um, it's a very good article. Read it. Sybil.ge interviewed New Zealand academic Ruben Azizian on the relationship between Nuaru and South Ossetian, South Ossetian Abkhazia. Apparently, recognizing their independence provides Nuaru with financial aid from Russia. Big surprise there. And a slightly increased level of political power that the country has otherwise. Russia has cultivated relationships with a number of small Pacific Island nations that are looking to decrease their dependence on Australia and New Zealand. And the recognition of South Ossetian Abkhazia by Nuaru uh, and previously Vanuatu and Tuvalu is one part of the strategy. Jam News wrote about a 2017 deal between the Georgian government and Gazprom in the context of the 2018 natural gas balance sheet just published by the Ministry of Economy. At the time of the deal, it was controversial because many people opposed Georgian dependence on Russia for natural gas, but the new report shows that Azerbaijan is capable of meeting all of Georgia's needs. There are no reasons for opposition to the deal that remain, however. There are other reasons for opposition to the deal um, as it stays right now. Among them are the contents of the deal and the price Russia pays to transit gas to Armenia is secret and that the transition from in-kind cash payments has resulted in losses for the government, which is certainly true and is obviously very different than what we were told when the deal was struck by current mayor of Tbilisi, Kahi Kaladze. OC Media gathers all of the currently available information on Ahmed Chaptayev, the, the November Isani special operation in the aftermath of the story. They look at Chaptayev's background and history in Georgia, including the 2012 Lapota Gorge incident and another where he made threats in support of an arrested Georgian ISIS-supporting imam. They also provide details about events that occurred after the fact, including the closing of Georgia's borders to, um, to Russians from Dagestan, Chechnya, and, and Gushetia, and the disappearance of Chataev's um, Pankizi-born wife. Chaihana wrote about and photographed Tbilisi's historic courtyards, or Ezos. Residents recall Tbilisi's multicultural history, the Soviet period, talk about the negative impact of having their homes designated as historical places. For example, some can't repair their old collapsing balconies. The Spaces wrote about Georgia's Soviet monuments, exploring the different ways that monuments have been preserved in the Soviet period, either condemned or memorialized. Monuments are being repaired in Gudauri, but any that can't be interpreted as national symbols are being torn down. Culinary Backstreets wrote about the revival of the Georgian tea industry. Georgian tea production began around 1847, once provided the Soviet Union with 95% of its tea before the industry collapsed with the Soviet Union. In addition to the mass production of companies like Gurieli, new developments include things like international prize-winning wild-picked organic tea. Jam News also published a series of photographs, videos, and stories about ballet in Georgia, including a story on the state ballet school in Tbilisi and the lives of its students. One of the dearth of male ball one on the dearth of ba male ballet dancers in Georgia, and the post-war war revival of ballet. And look at the experience of dancer with state ballet in the early to mid 2000s. Chaihana also filmed a school in Batumi, one of 12 in Georgia, where disabled students are integrated into the student body. Students take art classes and perform and plays together. Chaihana interviews a student with cerebral palsy and a learning disability about the school's uh, school experience and hopes for the future. All this stuff to read is posted on the forum. This week's dive bar number is 200, the approximate number of Nico Pirosmani paintings that are known to exist. On the 16th, 
Heinrich Bolsch Stiftung South Caucasus presents their new publication, Borderland, Conflict and Cooperation in South Caucasus and a Public East-West Scientific Dialogue at 5 p.m. in the bookhouse Ligamus, 32 Chakravadze Avenue. On the 17th, a number of Kutaisi groups will hold a 1 billion rising event at Kutaisi Park from 12 to 2. They will feature live music, dancing, and information about NGOs in order to raise awareness of gender-based violence around the world. St. Anthony's College in Oxford is launching a Georgian Studies program with the conference on the 27th of February. Topics include neoliberalism and reform in Georgia today, looking at the first Georgian Republic 2018 to 19... Sorry, 1918 to 1921, and Georgia in contemporary focus. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is tfieldpod at gmail.com or post the forum on our website, www.tfieldpod.com. And we will finish with Out of France. Just came out three years ago. This is Fireball by Synapson.